Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. The purpose of this episode is to give you some tools to put into your toolbox in case you find yourself in a situation where you are grieving a loss. Please note that I am not a licensed therapist or counselor. I'm just a human who has gone through some things and wants to share what I'm doing to help me navigate this grieving space. We are living in a day and age where grief and suffering surround us. As a society, we have experienced an astronomical amount of collective and individual loss. Despite our collective individual and individual losses, we still have to provide for our families and go to work. We still have to show up for our students and our coworkers, but how do we navigate the landmines of loss and show up well at work? That's exactly what we will talk about in this episode. You may be asking yourself, what qualifies me to talk about this topic? And that's a good question. As mentioned before, I am not a counselor, but I have a lot I have lost a baby to a miscarriage, a mom to lupus, and most recently a spouse and son to a freak accident while on vacation. Unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with this topic. Let's define grief. Grief is defined as deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. Please note that you can feel grief about anything. No one has to die in order for you to feel grief. Think about the number of times we have all collectively grieved what things used to be like pre-COVID. Now that we have defined our terms, let's talk about my first tip. You have to get real with yourself. That's the first thing you have to do. A lot of teachers have type A driven personalities that like to barrel through and get stuff done. We barely make time to go to the bathroom, let alone make time to get honest about how we, re- how we really are doing and how we are feeling. This honesty is essential to being able to discern what you need most and how to give, how to give it to yourself or ask for help. The e- easiest way to do this is to make time to sit down in a quiet space and ask yourself these two questions. How am I really and what do I need most right now? going to repeat those. How am I really? And what do I need most right now? I intentionally paused because I wanted you to actually ask yourself those questions right now. You can answer these questions out loud to yourself or write the answers down in a journal. Make a habit of asking yourself these questions often and answering yourself honestly often. The ability to do this has really helped me this year. I am myself a type A barrel through and ignore my humanness teacher, but I really could not afford to do that this year. 
I couldn't afford to do this because even if I ignored my true feelings or needs for rest or a break, my body or my grief would remind me and I would be down for the count. When I take time to check in with myself, I can take the necessary steps to get in front of my grief and schedule time off or make sure that I am adding in additional self-care practices to help me better cope. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Asking myself what I need most right now has really helped me to know when to reach out to a safe coworker or talk to talk through my grief. It has helped me to know when what I needed most was to cry alone in my room or to go to a safe space to cry, which was sometimes my car. As much as you are able, also extend this honesty to the people in your inner circle at work. This will help them know how to support you, and at the very, very least, knowing how you are really doing helps the people around you to better hold space for you. So to recap, the first tool we talked about was to get honest with yourself about how you are really doing and what you need most at any given moment. I also mentioned getting in the habit of asking yourself these questions often and much, um, which were, how am I really and what do I need most right now? Now let's look at another tool that you can add to your grief toolkit. The next tool you need to add to your toolbox is movement. Grief is somatic. Don't be too impressed. I learned this from my counselor. This means that grief manifests itself physically in your body. Therefore, in order to help yourself process it, you need to move your body. In my early days of grief, all I could manage were short bursts of 10-minute walks. Those early days of grief hurt so much that I could literally feel the ache in my legs as I walked. I could also feel the difference from when I moved my body and when I didn't. The days I don't move my body, I can literally feel the weight of my grief holding me down. I'm not going to lie to you and say that movement makes it all go away, but movement does help you manage the pain of grief better. Experts also say that movement helps us to better navigate things like anxiety and depression, which show up in spades when you're grieving. The movement you choose does not matter much except that it should be something that you enjoy and is relatively easy for you to do. The less obstacles that are in your way to um, include the movement or to incorporate movement into your life, the better. Walking has a low entry point and is easy to do just about anywhere, and that's what I started with. Then I moved to using a rowing machine, which I have loved. At about the seven-month mark into my grief journey, I was able to incorporate some weight training a couple of times a week. My biggest piece of advice would be to keep it simple. If you're like me and have the gift of overcomplicating things, then you will make this a dreaded experience. Try not to complicate this by having unrealistic expectations of yourself. If you find yourself doing that anyway, go back to the first tip about being honest with yourself about what you need most right now. Okay, let's recap. We have talked about the importance of being honest with yourself as well as the role of movement, the role movement can play in your grief journey. Now let's talk about the most important tool you can have in your grief toolbox, and that's therapy. As I mentioned before, I myself am not a licensed therapist, nor do I play one on TV, but I do go to one. It has been a lifesaver in so many ways. 
having an objective person to talk to and challenge my automatic thought processes. If the thought of therapy makes you cringe, then think about doing it for a short period of time for a specific purpose. For example, you could see a therapist and ask them to help you learn how to be more honest with yourself or how to identify triggers that send you down the grief path before they happen. You can even meet with them simply to learn a few healthy coping mechanisms as you navigate this season in your life. To recap, seeing a therapist is another tool that you that can help you better navigate grief and <clears throat> can be used for a short period of time. Grief is something that is hard enough to navigate on its own, but going to work each day can make it even harder. In this episode, I talked about three tools that are helping me navigate this journey right <clears throat> now. They were, one, being honest with yourself about how you are really doing and what you need most right now. Two, incorporating movement, movement into your everyday life. And three, seeing a therapist. Next steps. Choose which, ti- which tip you need to start with and then tag or DM me on Instagram at evamidellas.com so that I can hold space for you. And if you need one-on-one coaching support to help you grow as a teacher or you would like me to come provide literacy-related professional development, click the link in the show notes or go to www.evamidellas.com and click on the work with me tab. See you in the next episode. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirellas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode.